Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. A little bit after 10, 98.1 KMBC. John Grayson here with you on the uh, Midday Show. Wink Starrett, as he has been uh, for the last part of last week and uh, has promised us visits through the week this week as Jamie continues her vacation with us once again. How's everything, Mr. Starrett? Uh, upright and accounted for. How are you, sir? <laughs> Couldn't be better. And uh, thank you for inspiring our open song today. Uh, all because I mentioned wasabi. <laughs> yes. I cannot hear, because of that song, ever since 1998 or 1999, whatever it was when that song came out, I, I cannot hear the word wasabi without immediately launching into hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes. So it's it's really because I'm so street in a very Canadian kind of way. Very, yes. Make like Leanne rhymes because I'm all about value. <laughs> exactly. Which is funny because uh, the text that is the top one on our text line right now says, Says, Wink, try some tapatio. So uh, it, now that the hot sauce discussion has started, what was the deal with wasabi? Why did wasabi come up on the show? Um, there was a study that was done that basically showed improved memory function among senior citizens if they had had partaken in wasabi. <laughs> they they used a wasabi extract as opposed to the actual thing. Uh-huh. Okay. They didn't, you know, just give them a block of the stuff, but um, yeah, that's how that's how wasabi came up on the program today. Yeah, probably a better idea to use the extract. Although I would I would assume that still got a little bit of uh, of the heat going. And I mean, the reason why I love wasabi is because it's a it's kind of a horseradish thing. So it it has that clear out your sinuses, unbelievable. I mean, it's it's like it's almost like a cloud that surrounds your head when you eat something with wasabi. Mm hmm. It, it yeah, it definitely does. And and it kind of in keeping with horseradish kind of deceives you because at first, yes, you're like, eh, this is nothing. <laughs> and then and then it hits you squarely in the sinuses. It is and you're like, oh, this is something after all. Yeah, it, it's the very definition of the term slow burn, but mm -hmm. with an emphasis on the burn. Uh, we have a ton to talk about today. There's lots going on in the world, and much of it very, very strange, including a guy who got into an altercation and end up, ended up firing a, a shot at a woman because she stole his wallet, but we'll get to that story a little bit later on in the hour. I want to start with, with what was the big news of last night, and it was my wife who initially turned to me as we were sitting there on the couch, you know, doing our nightly routine of just watching TV and telling the dogs to stop fighting. 
And they, they don't really fight. I mean, they wrestle because the one, our, our new dog, she's a puppy. She's like a little baby, and she's just a bundle of energy, so she goes nuts a lot. And the corgi's always up for a fight, so the two of them, they just wrestle around it, and then Penny sits on the other side of the room looking at them like, what are you doing? Now, here's here's the question. Do they wrestle or do they wrestle? I believe because there is a difference. Yes, and and I believe well, biting is involved. So I would say that's definitely wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, that's wrestling, mm-hmm. and it's it's biting, not in the oh, I'm going to bite you and hurt you kind of way. It's more like uh, it's a nip. Yeah, well, it's it's not even that. So uh, the corgi guava. She has, being a corgi, she's got a really full coat, and, and there's a lot of that kind of rough right up in front, like on her chest area between her you know her neck and, and, and her front legs. Sure. And so the new puppy thinks that's a toy and will grab onto that. She's not biting skin at all. It's just all fur, and she'll just grab onto that fur and, like, hold her down. That's their wow. game. Yeah, so it, it, they're bizarre. Well, we were watching, you know, just you know, watching a little tube, catching up on Jeopardy, you know, like we do, because we're that hip. And mm-hmm. uh, and the dogs are, are arguing, and Jen looks at me and says, "Oh no!" I said, "What's the matter?" She said, "Look at this," and turned her phone to me, and we saw this house in Arlington, Virginia, blow itself apart. And I, it was stunning, absolutely stunning to watch. Uh, and I say this as somebody who, you know, years ago, my mom had the house across the way from her, like 15 feet away from her front door, blow itself apart because some, there, there, was a, there was a gas leak. And so I've seen that kind of damage go down before. But this one, I, I, what the story was with this guy, who is apparently now <laughs> very much deceased, there was, he was the guy apparently in the neighborhood, according to the neighbors, he was the guy who was, you know, they, nobody ever saw him. He kind of was a recluse. He was always in his house and just never, I mean, the neighbors knew somebody lived there, but never saw the guy. And all of a sudden, because of some ongoing dispute with the people who lived in the other half of this duplex, which is another piece of the story we'll go into in a minute, that they didn't even know was a dispute. He just figured that they were spies and they were watching him and stalking him. And eventually it got so bad, whatever mental break he was succumbing to, that he figured it was time to take a stand and started firing flares through the neighborhood. Just had a flare gun and apparently started popping off not only that, but rounds of ammunition from a pistol. The cops showed up. There was a big standoff with SWAT. And then somehow in the middle of all of this, boom! As as the SWAT van was approaching his front window, the house just blew up. It was crazy wild. And, I, I mean, it brings to mind so many things about... What we notice about what's going on in our neighborhood, I mean, mm-hmm. this guy was clearly in his own head the victim of some kind of assault coming in from all angles, even though nobody else had any any knowledge of what he was going through at all. And it ended up, I mean, we still don't know the source of the explosion. There, right. were, there was, I guess there were some... There, there was some thought in mind that he may have had some kind of uh, infernal device 
or maybe he just turned the gas on and fired a fire. I mean, we don't know at this point what it was, but it was, I mean, the flames that were flying out of the top of what used to be this building must have gone 100 feet in the air. Yeah, they were huge. And that's part of the reason, honestly, why I do think it was the gas, because it kept going. Yeah, there had to be something feeding that. Mm -hmm. Now, whether it was on or something got ruptured whenever the house blew up, we don't know. But I got to think that the gas was involved in that for it to burn that high. Definitely. And it, like I said, I mean, it, it's become a cliche now to talk about the fact that we we don't know our neighbors anymore. Um, and in our case, that's actually not true. Uh, you know, we met our, our neighbors right when we moved in. And have made friends with a lot of the people that are on our street, which is kind of a cool place to be. But I think, you know, even earlier in my life, it wasn't like that. And, you know, so many times we just figure, all right, we'll, we'll, as long as everything's okay today, then everything's okay. And if that guy who lives in the, in the house next door, who never opens his blinds, never comes out of the house, as long as he's quiet and he's not bothering me, everything is okay. I don't know that there's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to place blame on the neighbors here, but I don't know if there's anything that could have been done to, to maybe, I mean, we, we hear the term in police work, wellness check thrown out, thrown out a lot. Mm -hmm. But if this guy, I mean, we're, we're just barely learning anything about him. And if he didn't have any family, any, you know, people who would have missed hearing from him, there's no way anybody would have known. Well, and that's the thing that we hear so often. I mean, it's it's become a cliche after some sort of event happens. They interview the neighbors and the neighbors always say they had no idea and that he kept to himself. He was and so quiet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was the same way with uh, the, the Christmas Day uh, RV bomber in Nashville a few years ago. That's that's very much coming to mind whenever this story unfolds. And maybe it has to do with what time of year it is. Maybe that's, you know, part of why I'm drawing that parallel there. Um, but it, that's just the way that it so often goes is that the neighbors had no idea and the person just kept to themselves. Yes. Yeah, so what do you do? I mean, is there a responsibility there? And, and by responsibility, like I said, I'm not trying to place blame on anybody in the neighborhood, but do we have uh, just sort of a social responsibility to pay more attention to what's going on on the street around us? Or is your neighbor's business their business? I think your neighbor's business is their business until you notice something that is strange. Yeah. Well, in the, yeah, that's an open question, too. It's like, what what, what constitutes strange? You right. Know, is somebody just shutting the blinds and not in wanting to keep to themselves and be alone? Is that necessarily weird? Because I'm sure that, you know, there are probably, well, not millions, but maybe hundreds of thousands of people across the country who live their lives exactly that way, who just want to be left alone and do whatever it is they're into, build model train sets or whatever, and never want to talk to the neighbors, don't want to be seen. And they're, you know, aside from that, they're fine. I would, I would contend actually that I'm one of those people. <laughs> um, I have met my neighbors one time. It was on Halloween, and it happened to be because of the fact that everybody was outside, you know, with with candy and things like that. Everybody's sitting out in their driveway handing out candy to kids. And so I happened to meet my neighbors that way. Yeah. Aside from that, I've had zero interaction with my neighbors. I very rarely leave the house. And 
a lot of the time I'm not even at my house. I'm, you know, out of town somewhere. And that's just the way it is. I'm sure my neighbors think I'm nuts. (laughs) (laughs) One day, one day it'll all go down. But um, yeah, I I just, I mean, it seems like there's got to be some kind of middle ground. Uh, I don't, I don't even know. I mean, you have a right to be left alone if that's what you want. You know, yeah. it, it's not like the neighbors have some kind of obligation to go and yank you out of your house and force you to participate in society. It's your front door, man. If you want to leave that thing closed, leave it closed. But yeah, but then something like this happens and we're, we're left to wonder, is there anything along the way? Because this guy had been living in that neighborhood for years. And was there anything along the way that could have been done that would have present, prevented him from eventually just losing it entirely, and we end up with flares shot throughout the neighborhood and a house blowing up. Yeah, barring anything that we don't know about, and granted, there may be a lot of things that we don't know about because we're we're still learning a lot in this story here. Barring anything that we don't know about, it, it seems like, you know, everybody kind of did the best they could. Yeah. It just it's a strange one. And we'll watch for developments on this. If you've got a word that you want to put in on this, by all means, you're welcome to join us at 913-586-7798. Got a bunch more to cover. Wink Starrett alongside with us on a Tuesday on 98.1 KMBZ. 1021 now the time. John Grayson here with you. Wink Starrett alongside. We're going to lighten things up here in just a minute. I do want to let you know, though, uh, on yet another very, very serious and tragic incident that took place here in town last week with the death of of Grayson O'Connor, the five-year-old who fell out a window in the downtown area in an apartment building and and lost his life. Yes, it's being called a suspicious death. Yes, the police are investigating the mother in that case to find out if she had anything to do with that fall, and if so, what? But the good news out of that is that uh, a woman here in town by the name of Victoria Shaw has taken it upon herself, and you may have seen the coverage of this on KNBC on Channel 9, uh, to start a charitable effort, and it's it's called Grayson's Toy Box. And what she's doing is organizing toy drives and toy donations in the name of Grayson O'Connor. She's going to join us here on the show just about an hour from now to talk about that, how it got started, and how you and I can get involved in it. So, I mean, if if a positive can come out of one of the worst tragedies we've seen in a long time here in town, that's definitely something that we here on the program are going to support. Uh, but in the meantime, as we said, wink stare at alongside and, um, you know, we, we get we get stories in from all over the country and sometimes all over the globe. And, mm-hmm. and there is a trend that that we've seen. In fact, before I left St. Louis going on four years ago now. Wow. <laughs> How crazy is that? That was uh, fast. Yeah, no kidding. But, be, you know, before I left there, there was a big problem with bands that would travel through town to play gigs, you know, at, at little local establishments and bars and, you know, sometimes bigger venues than that. And they would stay in hotels. Well, the thieves got the idea. Let's find the cheapest hotels in town because that's where those traveling bands are going to stay. And when somebody pulls into the parking lot with a trailer, we know it's full of gear. And we know it's full of gear that's worth a lot of money. So that trend, unfortunately, has been really hitting a lot of bands hard. Latest story came to us out of Cleveland, Ohio. 
And this one has at least a little bit of a happy ending because a band had about, the local band had about $30,000 worth of gear stolen. It was in their van. The van was stolen. The van was trashed. And of course, a lot of the gear ended up at a local pawn shop. Go figure. Uh-huh. So that's the good news about it is that because of that and because the police work with the pawn shops like they do, this band has been able to get a lot of their gear back. And there are a couple of suspects already in the case because, well, they had to show ID to pawn that stuff now, didn't they? Uh-huh. So that's not so much what caught my eye about the story. What caught my eye about the story is that the band in question is Cleveland's own Trailer Park Ninjas. Never heard of them. <laughs> no, nor have I, but I got to give them credit. I mean, if you want to get your name out there, you're going to have to have a decent band name. And, right. And, uh, you know, as as folks, I'm sure, who listen into Dana and Parks are aware as of last week, I've got some good friends that I've been friends with for going on 30 years now who are a band called the Trailer Park Troubadours. Uh, they are much more famous, by the way, than are the Trailer Park Ninjas. But Trailer Park Ninjas, that's a pretty high-quality band name. That is. That uh, kind of reminds me of kind of along the same lines, for some reason, as a band in Colombia that Scott is a fan of called Post-Sex Nachos. Post-Sex Nachos, absolutely. And those guys are, I mean, they're they're having a moment right now. First of all, they're really, really talented. And mm-hmm. and second of all, that uh, they they really are starting to grow in popularity from being just a local college band. I mean, it kind of brings to mind Hootie and the Blowfish. Who started sure. as just a, a University of South Carolina? I think is where they went. Yes, um, and they were just the they were the party band that would play at your dorm or you know, or play at your frat house, frat, or frat house party yeah. or whatever. And 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 then all of a sudden they blew up and became this huge thing. Curiously, right down the road a little ways in uh, in Georgia, in Athens, Georgia, uh, there was a similar story with a little college band called REM. That ended up seeing some some greater success later on. And don't forget the other band that came off that campus at roughly the same time called the B-52s. Yes, right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's weird, the sort of regionality behind it. But, I mean, there's four acts that we just mentioned that also have some great names. And I know you're a huge fan of music, as am I. Mm-hmm. And, and every so often, I mean... It's funny because I was kind of I was kind of going back through it in my head and trying to figure okay when it comes to like the trailer park ninjas that's funny um, and and I thought has there ever been a band with a really funny name that got huge because it seems like there's a uh, like there's a line that you have to tread you have to have a, a name that's that's you know short enough and catchy enough that's going to grab people but. I don't know if there's ever been a really funny band name that's worked out over the long haul. Bare Naked Ladies is probably the closest one I can think of. Bare Naked Ladies and and, and maybe Toad the Wet Sprocket. Yeah. Yeah, I'll allow that. Even though <laughs> even though I don't I don't even know what Toad the Wet Sprocket like I don't know what that's supposed to mean even. Believe it or not, that was stolen from a Monty Python bit. 
Um, and it really? was, yeah, it was a Monty Python bit where Eric Idle was reading the news, like the kind of the, the celebrity news and mm-hmm. referred to, I think his name was Reg LaCrisp, lead, lead electric triangle player for, for Toad the Wet Sprocket. And it was just a joke band name. Mm-hmm. And then they lifted it from that bit. And, and okay. Then I like the it. <laughs> I like that. Um, my, uh, my personal favorite, there's a British biker band uh-huh. and they're actually fairly big in, in Britain called Dumpy's Rusty Nuts. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I will see your Dumpy's Rusty Nuts and raise you. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Jerry Rafferty, who uh, we, we all know from his solo work sure. and, and from Steeler's Wheel, before that, he was in a, a sort of a cabaret act uh, that was a band and comedy thing with, of all people, Billy Connolly. Because they're both from Glasgow, and they were the humble bums. Nice. So, I like it. Uh, <laughs> now they're starting to come in. Butthole surfers, of course. Uh, Chumbawamba, flogging Molly. The, the text line's all over this now. <laughs> Nine Inch Nails, okay. Uh, Goo Goo Dolls. That's another uh, Buffalo band. Um, yeah. yeah you fact, remember their original name, don't you? No. The Sex Maggots. <laughs> I was not aware of that. Yes, they they wound up with Goo Goo Dolls because they they got booked for a gig and the manager on duty said, I am not putting that name on the sign. You're going to have to come up with something else. So they flipped through a catalog and found a Goo Goo Doll. And that was how they got the name that ended up sticking. Yeah, their their bass player, uh, whose name escapes me, grew up on the next street over from me. Robbie, when I was a kid. yeah, I, I never met him. I mean, they weren't famous at the time, and he's yeah, uh, yeah. I think he's a little. It's older Robbie Tackick. Yep. Um, and and uh, yeah, he uh, you know, just was one of those things. It was like of all things. <laughs> now now the guys from my band are, are texting me, going, "Come on, man, dirty diapers," which is kind of our working title right now. So. <laughs> Hey, dirty diapers. That works. <laughs> yeah. that, that reminds me of uh, in in the Diary of a Wimpy Kid books. Uh, the older brother of the main character plays in a band called Loaded Diaper. There we go. Okay. All right. So you, you can call us derivative if you want to. Arctic mm-hmm. Arctic Monkeys, another band that I'm a big fan of, and I have no idea what that name is supposed to mean. Uh, Limp Biscuit came in on the text line. Uh, Mott the Hoople. Yeah, which was uh, that was all the young dudes, uh, big head Todd and the monsters. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, there there are some there are some pretty entertaining bands that have gotten big. So, yeah, keep these coming in. We'll do some more talking with Wake here in just a minute. Uh, got a whole bunch of news to hit you with before the top of the hour. And if you want to join us on the phones, it's easy. 913-586-7798. Traffic and weather coming up. John Grayson here with you. Wink Starrett alongside on the Midday Show on 98.1 KMBZ. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Rex Stardust, lead electric triangle with Toad the Wet Sprocket, has had to have an elbow removed following their recent successful worldwide tour of Finland. All I want is to be That's it. <laughs> oh, man. Love Eric Idle. Uh, John Grayson here with you. Wink staring alongside. It is the Midday Show. Jamie Monticelli's vacation continues. And, you know, I had I'd completely forgotten when we started this conversation about funny band names that that, that punk rock existed, which is funny because I was a punk kid. So now all the punk rock bands, the Dead Kennedys, the Sex Pistols, uh, Dead Milkmen. Uh, yeah, they, they, those are starting to come in now as well. Can I well. get a Limp Biscuit? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kajagoogoo which was a new wave band from about 1982. Their big hit was Too, too Shy. Too Shy. Hush, hush, eye to eye. And yeah, uh, yeah. like I said, keep them coming in because you're just making us giggle. <laughs> so absolutely nothing wrong with that. Oh, and I also forgot the one that, that always comes up that, again, never really achieved fame, but got famous because they had one of the best band names of all time, Kathleen Turner Overdrive. Wait, that was a thing? That was a band. That was an actual band, yes. So, I, uh, you know, got to give them credit. I love the mashup. Um, okay, all right. Now, that said, we have a couple of other stories to get to. Uh, and in, like I said, if you want to keep these coming in on the text line, you're more than welcome to. But one of them that is a bit of an update on something that happened a couple of years ago, I, and I'm sure, Wink, you'll remember this. There was a guy in Southern California who crashed his plane and initially said, well, he, he had engine failure. So he, you know, jumped out of the plane, had a parachute, which is good when you jump out of a plane, and he was fine. The plane kept going for a little while. It was a little, you know, one of those little Buddy Holly airplanes. And, and so it kept going for a while, and eventually it crashed uh, into a forest, 
And the, the investigation didn't go on for very long before they realized, oh, yeah, um, he didn't have engine failure. He shut the engine off and let the plane crash for clicks. Uh-huh. He has now been sentenced, don't you know? Um, what did he get as far as the sentence goes? Well, I, we'll get to that in a minute. I want to give a couple of other uh, of, okay. the, of, of the specifics on this. Um, because what they said, you know, he initially did this and he was live streaming the entire flight. He didn't say he was going to crash the plane on purpose, uh, but they, and by the way, they have revoked his pilot's license too. And that happened in April of last year. Um, but they said that, um, you know, he was live streaming the entire flight just, you know, Ooh, watch me. Cause he, I guess he was an Olympian at some point and, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, oh no, I'm having engine failure. And and he ditched out of the plane. But uh, it took him a couple of days to even report the crash, which is illegal. And then he said, well, I don't really even know where the wreckage is, even though on his way out of the forest after he parachuted to safety, he stopped by the wreckage. So there was already footage of that. And in the meantime, he showed up cut the plane apart because the, the FAA couldn't get out there for a couple of weeks. So he showed up with a buddy and a trailer, cut the plane apart and took it away, which you are absolutely not supposed to do during an active investigation. Yeah. That's tampering with evidence in a big way. Yeah. So they kind of, they, they knew uh, pretty early on. They said he waited days to report the crash more than two weeks later. Yeah. He got it all onto the trailer, cut it up and destroyed it. Um, he was an Olympic snowboard cross competitor who competed in the 2014 Sochi Olympic Games, pleaded guilty in June to one count of destruction and concealment with the intent to obstruct a federal investigation. He's now going to get, um, let's see, well, where is it? According to the plea agreement, uh, let's see, they revoked his pilot's license. They said he showed exceptionally poor judgment. Yeah, you think? Mm-hmm. And most likely committed the offense to generate social media and news coverage for himself. Nevertheless, this type of daredevil conduct cannot be tolerated. Okay, don't tell me they don't tell me what he got. Um, It, it can't be that he just loses his license, can it? I mean, in theory, could it be? Sure. In practice, I highly doubt it. I, because that's a string of things that he did oh, that are... Here, here we go. Six months. Yeah, sorry. It's it's right there. <laughs> they, they, they put half of this at the bottom of the article and then started it all with what the sentence is. Uh, six months in federal prison for intentionally crashing the plane. So he loses his license because... Of all of the uh, all of the obstruction of justice and all of the, you know the, everything that went along with concealing the evidence, and will spend the next six months in federal lockup. So I, I mean, given the fact that it, it could have landed on somebody's house but didn't, I think mm-hmm. that's probably fair. I would say it's a honestly a little light, but. I'll let it go. <laughs> what, what would you like to see? <laughs> in a, I mean, he destroyed his own plane, so right. I would uh, considering the the string of violations there. I think you know a year might be a little more appropriate than six months. Yeah. Okay. I'd go along with that. Yeah, it's it's weird to see actually a federal prison sentence that's less than a year. Yeah. 
That, that I'm not accustomed to that. No. That does not happen often. Usually, if it's anything less than a year, you do that in like a county jail. You don't even go to prison mm-hmm. for that. But uh, yeah, so six months, and there you go. Uh, we'll keep track, and if he does anything else stupid on his way out. But I mean, haven't we had enough of, I'm going to do something incredibly dangerous and stupid just so I can get social media clicks? No, we have not had enough of that, unfortunately, because I, it keeps happening. Yeah. I, okay, I've had enough of it. <laughs> I've had enough of it. I've I've had enough I had enough of it the first time it happened. Uh-huh. Like the first story that that came across my radar that was an incident like this. I'm like, "Really?" Do you remember what it was? Because I remember no, the, I don't. I, the, the very first one. This this wasn't the first one ever, but it was the first mm-hmm. one that I made note of. Really, you were trying to get people to look at you on the internet and ended up dead. Was a planking death. There was remember remember when planking was a big thing? Yes, and it was like, yes, okay, of course. I got to put my planking pictures and videos up. And somebody had gone on. I think it was in the Grand Canyon or that area, and they had gone on to some kind of rocky outcropping so that they could get a planking picture right on the edge with the canyon behind them in the background. And sure enough, it broke, and they plummeted to their death. <laughs> I was like, well done, congratulations. <laughs> Am I allowed to laugh at that? <laughs> I did. So okay. I, I don't know if you're allowed to. I don't know if that means anything, but uh, yeah, it just it, we need to stop doing this. I've never been all that concerned about, gee, how many likes am I going to get for this? I just post dumb things on Facebook and, you know, and check back every so often to see if anybody actually looked at them. Yes, but there are people who derive their entire income from getting clicks. That's true. And so they're going to have to increasingly do things that are going to generate clicks. And it becomes a a case where I think um, you have to up the ante each time. Somebody on the text line just mentioned it all began with Balloon Boy. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. I, I don't know if that was the very first, but it was certainly the first that got that kind of coverage. Mm-hmm. And remember, and remember how it I'd had an. Oh, yeah. He said on live TV, <laughs> you said we did this for the show. For the show, the little kid out of the mouths of babes. Mm-hmm. So great. You were going to say. Um, I don't remember what I was going to say, but yes. Okay. But I, I remember Balloon Boy very, very well. And I was watching live as that kid said it. And I thought, ooh, somebody's grounded until he turns 18 because oh, without doubt. everybody's in trouble in that family now well and, and i mean the thing that i remember and i'm sure i wasn't the only one I, you know there were people that were posting while it was going on while the balloon was still flying there were people posting the same thing i was thinking which is if there's a kid in there and that's a mylar balloon why isn't it bulging out at the bottom where the kid would be Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the idea that there was somebody on board that thing while it was making its way across the western part of the sky, I, yeah, just never quite bought it. But enough of us did. And it was like, what are you going to do? Shoot it down? <laughs> you know, uh, just such a bizarre thing. We'll go to Ashley in Kansas City who's got a word or two for us. Hello, Ashley. Hey, guys. If you're going to do something idiotic like this to get clicks, <laughs> They should go back and figure out how much you made off of those clicks, and that should be your restitution. Yeah, make that the fine. Oh, I think that's a fantastic idea. Yeah, 
yeah, make that the fine, and then maybe these idiots will figure out that, that hey, I'm not going to do that because that's how I'm going to get myself in big trouble. Also, if it's something like this that's illegal and being done as a stunt to get clicks, add six months to whatever the sentence was supposed to be. Because if you're that idiotic, then let's give you some more time to maybe smarten up. I love it. Yeah, and keep you away from computers, too. Ashley, thanks. Yeah, I mean, and I would love to think that that would cure it. It won't. No, it won't. It it might. I don't even know if it would tap the brakes on it. <laughs> maybe, maybe if you if it was double what their click earnings were, if yeah. the fine was double their click earnings, maybe they'll tap the brakes. I don't know. But nobody ever thinks they're going to get caught. I mean, that, that's the funny thing. The hubris involved in this with the people who do this kind of stuff because they're like, yeah, I know 100,000 people in line in front of me have already gotten caught for doing this stupid thing, but I'm better than they are. I'm smarter than they are. No, you're not, or you wouldn't be considering doing that. Well, yeah, but that's that comes with the territory because when you're someone who is a YouTuber, the people are the product. And... In business, not unlike radio, the people are the product in radio, too. And that's where egos come in. So yes. you're you're going to see that sort of egotism out of people who are people who will do that sort of thing for click um, have the ego to back it up. We will do some more talking in just a couple of minutes. Wink, I want you to do me a favor, and I want you to get your tiny, tiny violin ready. Okay. Because we're going to need it for Nick Cannon. We'll tell you what he's up to and what he really wants your sympathy for here in just a couple of minutes. Stay with us. It is the Midday Show as we roll on through this Tuesday on 98.1 KMBZ. All right, you got your tiny, tiny violin at the ready, Wink? Mm-hmm. Right, you know I do. Yeah. Uh, Nick Cannon of TV and music fame was doing an interview, don't you know, on a New York City-based radio show called The Breakfast Club. And I'm familiar with it. Are you? Who's is uh, who's, who's on The Breakfast Club? I, I don't. I forget the uh, Charlemagne the God is the oh, okay. Uh, is the host of the Breakfast Club? It's a it's a hip hop based program. That would make sense. Um, so while they while they were just doing a little talking, they got around to the fact that Nick Cannon is the father of twelve children. Yes, 12 that is correct. Kids, you know th there is a cure for that, by the way. Um, but he, uh, they were talking about that, and he said, "Yeah, you know, now I've got one kid. Like I've got a birthday every month of the year. I don't know if that's what he was trying to do." But he said that means that every month, the the entire family, uh, you know, all 14 of them, make the trip over to Disneyland for somebody's birthday. And, and he wanted you to know how expensive it's gotten. Well, yeah, uh, if, you're, if you're bringing 13 other people with you to Disneyland, I would, I would agree. It's probably a pretty pricey day at the park. But he said now that he's going 12 times a year to Disneyland, first of all, it's also possible to have a kid's birthday at like McDonald's, you know, or, yes. or at home. You know, you could do that, too. But, mm -hmm. no, but no, he's decided Disneyland is the way of things. And the quote was on the wild, oh, yeah, the wild and out host reveals he goes there at least once a month to celebrate the birthdays. He said, quote, to move around Disney like I'm probably spending $200,000 a year at Disneyland. And I'm actually surprised it's not more, <laughs> considering how expensive Disney parks are now. 
But if that is not an all-star humble brag, I don't know what is. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, look what I do for my kids. And by the way, I have two hundred thousand dollars worth of d- disposable income every year just so I can take all my kids to Disneyland for their birthdays. Oh, you poor man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that is uh, that is the pinnacle of first world problems right there. Uh, and he also made note of the fact that he said, I used to be an employee. He said when he was an employee at Disneyland that he would get tickets for free. And then he only had two kids back then. So taking the family to Disneyland was pretty easy. But now that he's got 12 kids and doesn't work for them anymore, now he's dropping 200 grand a year on going to the theme parks. Wow. I... I I don't know that there's any place in the world I like enough, to, you know, to go there. First of all, to even go there twelve times a year, and, mm-hmm. and second of all, to drop anywhere near that kind of money on anything. I mean, I, you know, I used to live in Central Florida. The theme parks were all right there, so we went a lot. In fact, we went a lot more than I wanted to. I just yeah. never really saw the attraction. Uh, I, I'm kind of the same way. I went to Disney world for the first time as an adult. I was, let me do some quick math here. 23. Okay. When I, when I went to Disney world. So you were the the Florida one. Yes. I went to the Florida one. I, I'd be lying if I said I was impressed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's fine, but yeah. So, you know, so is worlds of fun. Yeah. I mean, how many times can you go through the Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, maybe Space Mountain. If you're going to the one, like if if the Florida one is is the order of the day, it's Space Mountain. And I guess in California, it's the Matterhorn. Those are the, the kind of mini, not mini, but the roller coasters of note that they have there. Mm-hmm. And after you're done with those three, after waiting two hours in line so that you could get into that ride that takes all of about 45 seconds to get through. Yeah, uh, that's easy to get bored with. But your entire day is shot by that point because you spent all that time in line. <laughs> exactly. Well, you can always go over and get yourself a $12 hamburger, you know, to kind of take the edge off of things a little bit. So, uh, yeah, poor Nick Cannon, that that poor man. Somebody, Maybe we can have like a, some, like a bake sale, maybe, or some kind of drive to help out Nick Cannon so that he mm-hmm. can keep dropping two hundred grand a year going to Disneyland. I'm sure that's the solution. <laughs> Definitely. That's, yeah, that's the solution. Not not curtailing any spending habits. No. We'll just bake sale him out of it. Now, as we move to Florida very quickly here at the end of the hour, here's something you should never, ever do. There was a guy in Clearwater, Florida, that was arrested by the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office for uh, obstructing justice and a burglary and a whole bunch of other things. When they busted him, he was wearing a T-shirt that said, I just got out of prison. Outstanding. <laughs> Wink Starrett, always a pleasure, my friend. Come back with us tomorrow? Uh, yeah, let's do it. All right, you're on. Uh, and we'll do some more talking after the top of the hour. Plenty more to come. John Grayson here with you on 98.1 KMBZ. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.